0: Hello everyone, welcome to this episode of Chadcast. We have an interesting guest on the show today. She is a writer, an entrepreneur, an explorer. And in the process of conducting my research about her, I read something that stated that she's Africa's most adventurous woman. So it will be very interesting to find out what this adventure, what this person is about and everything else she, she's involved in. So, um, welcome to the show, Fumi. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.
0: Thank you. So, where do we start from? Fumi or Yatogun, if I'm right. How yes. did this journey begin? Where? Who, who, who are you? If you just give us a brief intro to to, to our listeners, I'm sure they'll be very intri- intrigued to know that.
1: Okay. Well, my name is Fumi Yatogun. Uh, I run TVP Adventures, so what we do is that we design experiences, we help simplify travel, travel experiences for individuals and groups and families and corporates. We basically just make it simple for people to get to their travel goals for whatever reason they're traveling. Um, So we started uh, almost four years ago now, three years and some months when we noticed that a lot of nigerians wanted to go see the world they wanted to see the continent but there was a huge um difficulty first of all there were passport challenges but then there was also a lack of of valuable or trust or reliable information people also found it really expensive they -hmm. found it difficult to navigate traveling and so we initially started by just helping simplify travel across the continent of africa and as time as time has gone on, we've you know expanded beyond the continent and helped make it easy so that if you are a company and you want to do a staff retreat, or you want to host your birthday party with a hundred guests, okay. or you want to do an excursion with a thousand people or 20. We can help simplify that for you, and just make sure that you have the experience of a lifetime.
0: Wow, amazing! That's what we do. Amazing. You, you mentioned something that interests me. You said you you simplify travel, travel yes, the experience, and then the whole process. And then you said one of the challenges that led you to coming into this, to starting this business, was to, mm. you know, the people would didn't have the right information. So the the, the interesting thing there is with the day and age of Google. Did you create partnership with um, with airlines or with travel companies that made that process easy for you to then you know triage it down to 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 your to, to your customers? So how did that? Because with this information that is available, readily available, at fingerprint these days, you, you can basically navigate what, what, what you want to navigate. I'm sure there are still a lot of bottlenecks to, to, to unravel, but but how did you go about? Making that um, that 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 opportunity in terms of putting putting this in place.
1: So here's what we did. Yes, we definitely worked and continue to work with a bunch of partners. Right, we're sort of like an octopus. We are constantly spreading our tentacles in different directions with airlines, with hotels, resorts, with governments, with immigration services, with oh. um, tourism boards, with local tour operators in the countries and the places that we go to you know we never do this alone we always work with with the full spectrum and and so it was yes it's it's partnering with them but then it's also making sure that we can declutter the host of of information that's available and make it relevant to us so i'll give an example if you check on the internet you will find a lot of information uh let's let's say let's say traveling to jordan right you would find a lot of information about how to get to jordan what to do where to go yeah um you know how much money to spend yeah but chances are that it was written by an american or a british person or a french person yeah and if you wanna copy and paste that um guide as a Nigerian, you're going to hit all exactly. sorts of problems, right? So yeah, yeah. you might you might you might see that old, you know, get on a plane and you get when you get there you get a vita stamp.
0: Yeah. And
1: then a Nigerian cannot do that, right? Because we have different passport requirements for a country like Jordan Absolutely. or whatever other country in the world. So it's very important to us. And then for instance, if you're flying from Lagos to Jordan, how do you get there, right? Well you probably have to probably going to have to take two flights um you know figure out connection times. it's just not as readily as available once you're thinking about african passports as with others so it's very important and this is not just you know outside the continent this is lagos to let's say angola for instance or lagos to um you know some city in mozambique yeah things are not as readily available as they are they're very sparse and so it was very important for us four years ago when we started to fill this gap to make sure that we can sift through ever-changing information that is relevant to our people make sure that it's updated make sure that people who want to go can go and they can go and know that this is reliable I know that if I get to the border I'm not going to be turned back I'm not going to be you know put off the plane I know what to do it's just it's it's people people deserved. want information yeah people are thirsty so it, it, it's it's a combination of us doing a lot of deep research but then partnering with um partners you know on ground who can also help keep us updated absolutely. and help make the experience
0: worthwhile for people absolutely thank you for that so how um you you obviously put all this work together with your team and everything you must have had an experience of travel, and it's interesting that we're talking about travel in this period of lockdown, where people can hardly can hardly move around. But you know, it's it's good to reflect on 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 what um, it's. So how how did you find that there is a gap there for people? Did you did you face one of these unique challenges having you know? And I I'm I'm I'm, I'm assuming you're you're an African a uh, Nigerian passport. And then did you find it challenging to explore that country? Because Nigerians are known to travel to the United States and the UK and Paris and places like that. But, you know, there are other there's other parts to the world than, than those places. So how, how did you go about starting this whole um, adventure, this whole journey?
1: So, yeah, well, I have I have traveled. You know pretty extensively and i started traveling when i was really young with my family
0: okay. so i think
1: i've had enough time to experience what it feels like right. to travel with a nigerian passport yes i think i've always known that my passport was a struggle passport and i only Strong. have a nigerian passport yeah i only have one um so you know i've known like i don't remember a time when i didn't know that this passport had restrictions that my mind could fly my my zeal could you know fly my imagination could fly but my body can't always fly with my imagination (laughs) so so i think um yeah i I was traveling and traveling and as i was you know going through school and graduating and going to grad school i was traveling a lot more you know outside of family and on my own and to places that i'd never been before i started traveling the continent i was in graduate school and writing about it and just sharing guides and realizing that ah, i don't think people know this or oh i didn't know this i wish i knew this before or oh, this information wasn't so easy to find yeah. and then i was sharing these guides and then people started requesting trips and then that's when i really knew that i think there's something it's, here yeah, it's perfect. People... <laughs> yeah, well yeah i mean it, for me initially it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't it, it was a the big...
0: passion yeah
1: yeah for me it was just a hobby of okay i'm gonna go you guys who want to go can come with me and then it sort of i was an accidental business person it sort of evolved into a business yeah Yeah, and
0: and most most successful you know ventures is something that come out of that kind of a passion because if you go in it just just for the profit is not always the right um, attitude you're there you want to help people and what actually fascinated was was um someone retweeted one of your tweets that you put out sometimes to talk about things that are just so common and we find that oh actually i think it was about australia or something like that and i was like wow i have always known australia to be a big place and i never knew so that those those facts and things you put out on travel was what made me to do some research and I'm like, oh this is this is quite fascinating. So um so a bit back, did you, you, you in, in the course of your last um answer, you you mentioned you grew up you you, you started traveling at, right from a young age and it's it's a luxury in Nigeria if you have family holidays abroad. Yeah. <laughs> so it's something that so what did you did you have your secondary school education in Nigeria or did you just take us through, you know, where did you grow up in Lagos? Did you so how did this? Um, how did this person, you know, started their education right into taking this into um, taking this entrepreneurial journey that you've done, right. writing and other things like that.
1: Okay, I was born in Port Harcourt. Oh
0: okay.
1: I was born and raised in Port Harcourt for the most part. We had a short period where my family lived in the Netherlands okay. while I was a child. Okay. So I grew up mostly in Port Harcourt with a short stint in the Netherlands Mm -hmm. and then I went to primary nursery primary and secondary school in Port Harcourt except when we were in the Netherlands and I left I left Port Harcourt at 16 to go to university I went to university in the US I went to the University of Colorado at Boulder absolutely magnificent university um I went to CU Boulder Got my first degree from Steve Boulder, came back home, served. I was home for I think a year and a half. So I I think I was home for about a year and nine months before I went back to grad school. So I finished my national service. Went back to grad school in the UK. So I went to the University of Edinburgh in Scotland. And um then I came home again. Yeah, it's a really good university. So I went (laughs) to Edinburgh for grad school. Came home again. Because, you know, when your village people are chasing you, they chase you very well. <laughs> and then, so I came home and then, you know, it, I started the travel blog. It was, it, honestly, it started as a food blog. It was like a food blog where I was expressing my travel, you know, my travel experiences yeah. in terms of food. And I was sharing recipes and I was sharing, you know, these food discoveries and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started that blog. And when I came back home to Nigeria, I continued, right? Mm-hmm. And i was also sort of infusing travel stories here and there and that's when uh, 2016 uh, september somebody said oh independence day is coming up we're looking for what to do we definitely want you to give us you know to recreate one of your trips for us that's how it started so that was my upbringing and i know you mentioned that travel is a luxury yes travel abroad is a luxury i mean let's let's be straightforward right it costs money yes but i also think that I also think that it's not as costly as a lot of people think. It is, one. Two, I don't think the concept of travel starts necessarily by going abroad. Mm. I think, I think like anything else, travel is in stages. Travel evolves. Yeah. And um, if you're not willing to travel locally, if you're not willing to explore difference at home... Then you know you're missing out on a lot that you could you could be doing before you have a chance to travel abroad. Absolutely. Do you see what I'm saying? Because so there's indeed. so much to do abroad. But Nigeria is made up of what 300 and something different languages and tribes. And indeed. imagine how much how much of an of an to experience explore. or yeah, exactly. you can have. And that's how I grew up, right? So my family didn't always go abroad. We went abroad. Well, we didn't always go abroad i think a lot of our trips were actually very local you know yeah. it was oh we're doing a road trip to arara markets in Aba, and we have to practice Igbo words and we have to make sure that our all our shopping is done in Igbo because my dad is like that's the that's kind of like the you know the adventure for today yeah. we're gonna go shopping in Igbo in the largest market wow. and it was such, it was so fascinating because you'd see us like the week before all of us are like Speaking to our Ebo friends and asking our neighbours, like, how do you say last price? How do you say that's too expensive? How do you say it's my size? My dad is like, you can't speak English while you're at this market, right? There's a lot of fun, and imagine these, yeah, like imagine these kids with with our dad we're in the middle of our area market, and these guys are just so excited that we are speaking some broken like useless Ibu. our as in our attempt our attempt at it was so horrible right yeah. but they were they loved it and they stay we had a great time at the market or it could be we're going for we're going on a road trip to kainji dam to see the dam mm. or it could be we're going to abuja and we're going to aso um like the aso hill the center of nigeria aso radio yeah. or we're going to the pottery center or we're going to joss where my father grew up and we're going to farm fresh to see the cows and yeah, to see yeah, and i yeah. think um Juan and ragolis they used to have um their factories in joss or we're going to nasco like I, it wasn't always you have to go abroad of course, right it was of always course, indeed, but it yeah. was like what the, the zeal the zeal that we had to see to go to nasa in houston right which is a very memorable trip i have or to go to cooking house in the netherlands yeah. is the same zeal to go to japan it was the same zeal that we took with us to i don't know abba yeah
0: you know? absolutely. i yeah, yeah i understand it's it's, it's it's you're very right And travel can be sometimes you just need to experience your, your 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 place as well like you mentioned nigeria is a very diverse country and it's like one thing that we we'll still want to do is to go to all the slave places in Badagry off the coast of the atlantic to see some some history there's there's a very good museum in the so it's 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 very true so you you also have a youtube um thing where it talks more extensively in a in a in a graphic way and you know short videos that kind of like simplifies some some complex questions like for example what is the nationality of a baby born on a plane? So basically, show me one thing. That was, that was. I was looking through the YouTube channel. I was like, these are very simple things, but you actually don't really think about them because there are scenarios of one out of a thousand, because there'll be so many. For, for, for a baby to be born on a plane, you, some, some mothers, most airlines won't allow mothers to travel when you get to a certain age of, of gestation. So it's 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 very very fascinating so how this obviously this is based on the compounded knowledge you have of mm-hmm. of, of travel you put together this um this youtube channel so how, how is that going and what's the whole purpose around that just to give it
1: right so show sense. me one thing is it's going really well right show me one thing again it came up because i was always sharing all these facts and one time in the middle of the pandemic i tweeted a bunch of i think i tweeted a question and i said give me a random country in the world and i'll tell you a fascinating fact yes about i that remember country.
0: that one i remember it. Yes. yes
1: so <laughs> that tweet happened and it blew up right it blew up everybody was just going crazy with with the facts that i was sharing and people were like what and then two days later or the next day it got to india okay um so somehow the tweet got to india and that day i was just like oh my god my tweet is in india because i'm telling you i had tens of thousands of indians just like retweeting and commenting and sending dms and you know you i mean you know the population of india and so and so it was just it was just wild and people were so amazed by i think the indians really loved it because one of because one of the more popular responses was my my I, i shared information about Holi festival in india yeah so um i was like you know what i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this continuously and so show me one thing was born yeah and it was also my way of not just sharing fascinating information about the world but helping sort of explain topics in a fun simple condensed straight to the point way i think learning is is absolutely amazing i love learning i'm curious about the world i want to know my world i think every one of us deserves to understand the world that we live in yes it's not a luxury we like how do you not know about your home and your neighbors and you know your backyard and your front yard so um so show me one thing was born
0: yeah
1: and the story the story style that i have is one it's the same way that i learn Mm -hmm. so that's why it's the same way i teach okay i like to take a story and in that one story teach so many difficult otherwise difficult concepts concepts in a way that you easily remember them, because if you remember the story, you remember the concept, right? So instead of us to take something as difficult as international law yeah. or something as difficult as nationality and borders and political, um, you know, di- um, demarcations and things like that, let's take yeah. a fun story. Like everybody, everybody is fascinated by the concept of birth and childbirth on a plane. Yes, let's take that, and it's a birth on a plane is the ultimate embodiment of um cross-cultural nationality questions, right? Mm-hmm. If the plane is flying, where does it belong? Who's exactly. is it? And I know space, that if yeah. who's airspace, right? So I know that if I ask these questions, I, if I'm fascinated by these questions, at least one other person too will be fascinated. If I'm wowed by the answers I get when I research these things or when i learn about these things and i i'm so thirsty yeah and when i get when i get fed with water i want to share that like i want to you don't share want it.
0: to keep it right? to yourself
1: yeah yeah so i'm like you know what if we tell the story of birth on a plane not only is it just a fascinating story people are like what wow we can also use that opportunity to explain the concept of multiple nationalities Absolutely. or dual nationalities and which countries allow you have both and which ones take precedence over the other Absolutely. we can also teach the concept of birth rights um, mm-hmm. um, of um, birthplace and birthright citizenship so just solely and just sanguinous, which is citizenship by inheritance just oh. sanguinous, okay. or citizenship by birth which is just solely that citizenship you get as a result of being born on a certain soil yes right and yeah. then extend that concept beyond just being born on the soil if you're born in the water space it's mm. the same if you're born in Air the space. airspace it's oh, the same. and it's just it's cool knowledge right it's cool Absolutely, knowledge yes. but it's useful and then we can also take you can also extend that in that same story we can also let people know that just because you your country allows your mother to give you citizenship does not mean that everybody's country allows it. absolutely to. absolutely so this it's child possible. might not automatically get her mother's citizenship because her mother might be from a country that doesn't allow her give her citizenship to a child who's born to a foreign father which which That's country another is that? Concept that,
0: which country applies that uh, there
1: are a bunch of countries like that like kuwait and so on okay um the, the UAE wouldn't let a mother married to a foreign father grants the child citizenship until the child is six. Wow. Um, wow. Some countries don't even allow you ever, right? So these are these are things we could have taught in a one-hour class, but yeah. now we've chucked it into the story and exactly. now you're like, oh, now it's in your mind. Mm. You know, and then there's the concept of some countries don't allow you to have more than one citizenship. So if you're Indian and you get another citizenship, you have to drop one. Wow. Right? Um... um it's, it's things like that so it, it's 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 all the different elements that i'm so fascinated by mm. in one story same thing happened with the story of um the nigerian uh, nigerian scams and how nigerian scams 95 percent of nigerian scams originate from outside nigeria so they're not really nigerian scams after all and they're horrible things and they need to be checked um, but we just need to present the story. data <laughs> Right, we that's just need no. to present the data about exactly. the fact that only only 5% of so-called Nigerian scams originate here. So yeah. we need to be calling them Chinese scams or Russian scams or American scams because that's where they originate from the most. And so that's facts, There's this data. popular one,
0: they say Nigerian Prince and that one is so... Prince com- yeah. <laughs> the Nigerian Yeah, the email and you all know, those things, so, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's, these things are they're facts, they're data, but I could come there and read you a bunch of boring numbers or I could tell you a story. And you still keep the numbers and you still learn, right? So Absolutely. that's kind of what we're doing with show me one thing.
0: Okay. So that that kind of like came um is kind of involved into my next question because I was gonna ask with the travel experience, obviously COVID nineteen has it had impact on various other industries and sectors and businesses and people's lives. A lot of plans have been put, you know, out people have to replan and do a lot of stuff how have you been walking through this, this period of, of, of lockdown at, at TVP So,
1: right, so we haven't really, we haven't been, obviously, we haven't been able to travel yeah. physically. All we're doing is we're sort of, we're, we're going, we're evolving in the direction that the world is asking of us to evolve. Yeah. What we're doing is we're sort of we know that you can't get on a plane right now but you still deserve to know about the world you still deserve to explore the world so there's show me one thing which is how we're telling a lot of stories right yeah but then there's also there's also us we're developing a lot of games that will help cross-cultural inter interactions and we're developing a lot of digital experience platforms and technologies that would allow people sort of get into virtual reality and virtual trips and so it's like we would love for you to get on a plane but in the event that you cannot explore the world by getting on a plane or a boat or a train yeah. there's so many other digital world experiences that yeah. you can have with yes with games and communities and our travel club and our show me one thing
0: Indeed, you know indeed indeed so what cuz we we're, we're, we're coming to the end of the show and just to bear it, I'm I'm still going to play that cuz I like I like quizzes so I, I'm still going to play that Game, tell me something. I'm going to pick three countries. I'm going to give you a an okay. One will be Azerbaijan. I'm just picking random countries. Second one will be Jamaica. And then the third country will be... We mentioned Kuwait already, so there's something. There's a fact to know about that already. I will say Malta. So just, just get up. In a couple of minutes, I will. But my, my next question is, what you do is brilliant. You You basically... I think your target market is in Nigeria, from what I've gathered. So you help Nigerians, basically, like it's a corporate organization. Where does that transfer come from? For example, the Nigerian Tourism Board. There are people that should also kind of like partner with you or vice versa to promote Nigeria to the outside world. So there should be a market. For example, countries, Caribbean countries have a very, very, they, they basically live off tourism countries like Israel as well, they leap off tourism. Is there a possibility to earn us the potential of Nigeria from that perspective of selling it to the world the other way around? Nigerians obviously travel through your organization. You help them travel within Nigeria as well. But I'm saying in this case, how do we sell Nigeria the other way around through government bodies like the National Nigerian tourism board? I'm sure they have a Nigerian tourism board or Mm -hmm. something something of that nature is there anything in the pipeline or such
1: well well, yes so we actually do a lot of outbound tourism uh, we do outbound but we do inbound as well right so a lot of people get the idea that majority of our that our focus is on nigeria yes majority of our clientele is nigeria but we bring a lot of people in for 30 december throughout the year we've brought a um in the last few years, we've brought a ton of you know people who are coming in to explore the slave routes
0: who okay. are tracing their
1: ancestry back home oh, and it's not a, we don't just do trips in Nigeria, right so it's like Nigeria, Benin, Togo, Ghana, wow. Africa, Sierra, Le- Sierra Leone Senegal, Zambia hmm. um so we do that and honestly it's a struggle trying to get all the relevant authorities interested but Mm-hmm. We're doing it despite the despite the hassles, and we'll keep doing what we, until we until we have all the partnerships that we need, right? So I like to cite Nollywood. Nollywood didn't sit down and wait for the government to come True. and help the partner; like they yeah. made themselves too relevant to be ignored. Yeah,
0: and absolutely.
1: I think that's what we're gonna do with tourism. It's a bit different though, because you know, I can't as a as a human. There's only so much I can do as a civilian. Absolutely. I can't build roads. I can't I can't enforce visa on arrival yeah there are certain yeah. things i can't change the security situations in certain parts of the country yeah. so there are certain things i can do i can do on my own yes. but they're also at some point you know we we, we we work we're not in uh we're not uh we're not averse to working with the government as as a as an industry in general
0: yeah
1: we love the government we need the government we're, we're trying to work hard hand in hand yeah but at the same time we're not just going to sit and wait you know we know what how crippling that can be
0: indeed indeed we're just
1: going to do what we can
0: yeah fantastic it's it's Mm -hmm. it's been really really i'm sure when this covid is oh well we don't know that's a very ambiguous um when this or when there's more stability around travel and you know when this all restrictions are relaxed then we might come back to see how our TVP is, is going along is evolving with mm-hmm. whatever the new process is in terms of travel mm-hmm. and, and all the other thing so lastly, last but not the least, <laughs> these three things Azerbaijan one big uh, or one unknown well, we, we know the capital of Azerbaijan which is Baku I think so what what do, what, what is it that, what major factor about Azerbaijan ah um, so I
1: kinda have to come back to as Azerbaijan, which is a country that I would love to visit, by the way. Um, but let me start because I'm trying to think. I feel like um I feel like I know some things about Azerbaijan, but give me a minute. Let's start with um,
0: Jamaica. Oh, there's
1: one that does give me let's start with Jamaica. So Jamaica, fun fact, yeah, um Rastafarianism, right? Which is yeah. a huge uh religion it's a a, yeah it's a a huge religion slash movement that's popular in jamaica fun fact rastafarianism actually sort of worships Haile selassie who was an emperor in ethiopia Hmm. and so people who jamaicans who are rastafarians and who you know are traditionally known for having dreadlocks and um, mm-hmm. one of whom was, i think the most famous one was bob marley
0: yeah.
1: actually they actually worship or they they have as one of their honorable icons an ethiopian who was a an emperor yeah. haile selassie yeah he's yeah. a he was a pretty renowned person in ethiopia yeah so i so think that's a point, that's something fun.
0: Yeah, yeah well, he's he's
1: a he's a huge you know he's a huge part of the culture. I, I may be wrong, but he I think he's sort of like a messiah in wow. in the religion. Yes, and so I think that's pretty fascinating because it is indeed, uh, yeah. people people yeah. don't realize that Rastafarianism sort of originated in Ethiopia, even though it's popular in
0: Jamaica. Wow. Um,
1: also, this might not be surprising, but Jamaicans drink the most amount of rum per capita.
0: Yes, <laughs> I I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised at
1: all. Yeah. <laughs> in the world jamaicans jamaicans drink the most amount of rum and um consume the most amount of music per capita as
0: well in the world so who who is the biggest exporter of rum which which countries will this be jamaica Um, i think
1: i want to say jamaica i can't tell you about exports for sure i can't give you that for sure Uh, but i want to say jamaica i want to say jamaica
0: okay
1: yeah i want to say jamaica um so that's for that's for jamaica
0: yeah
1: um oh, also india. Of,
0: is it india, india? yeah i'm Ooh, just I'm, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm not i'm not i'm just looking at um, just did a quick google search and say india is number one 404.2 million liters of, of rum they export every year yeah. okay interesting <laughs> i mean yeah, it's, interesting. it's not a verified um um in, uh, just I just did a quick side, so it's it's what it's what looking at <laughs> more, more more yeah yeah more, more in depth yeah anyway that's 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 quite interesting yeah
1: interesting interesting um okay yeah so um yeah Jamaica Jamaica is a very far I, I I haven't been to Jamaica but I look forward to it yeah, okay. um, oh oh uh, random as well so Jamaicans um uh, they also drink Zobo which we drink really um,
0: interesting yes. so what what yes, do they call we- it
1: um they call it sorel i think it's called sorel okay. okay yes it's it's big in jamaica as well also i think jamaicans make the best goat okay i'm, I'm saying too many facts now but jamaican goat i've had jamaican goats and i thought nigerian goats was the best but damn
0: oh uh, jamaica tops it for you <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so that's that. Malta. Malta is one of my favorite countries. I've been to Malta. Absolutely magnificent island. G- mm-hmm. Gorgeous, gorgeous island. Um, fun fact about Malta: if you are a Christian or if you study the Bible, yeah. you might remember when Paul capsized mm-hmm. off the coast of Malta and mm-hmm. he specifically said that the Maltese people treated him kindly and graciously, and their hospita- their hospitality was second to
0: none. Is it that which which book of the but is that Philippians or I think it's, I
1: think it I think it's in I think it's in the book of um maybe Corinth. hold on let's I don't know I'll check after this conversation um definitely check it out it's in the letters some okay. of the letters
0: okay okay um
1: mm-hmm. he was absolutely telling the truth I mean Maltese hospitality is so obvious and so kind and so gracious and brilliant um so that's what I would, that's one thing I'd say about Malta. Another thing is um Maltese people eat some pretty interesting food. So horse meat is very popular in Malta. So is snail, so is rabbit. Mm. Um and then they have this really delicious pastry where you fill it's it's made the the filling of the pastry is made with dates. Mm. So it's like a, a jam made from dates. Mm. And then oh another one is the city the capital city of Malta, which is Valletta, is actually a walled city.
0: A walled city.
1: What does that mean? Yes, so it's a city that has walls. Like there's a gate okay. to enter into Valletta. Oh, yes, cool. the capital. It's pretty cool. Like when you get to the gates of Valletta, you feel like you're in prehistoric times. You know, it's a very obviously lots of tourists, and then you enter into Valletta. Like you know, valletta like imagine if Lagos had yeah. walls and to okay. go to go from Lagos to Lagos, you have to enter a, like there's a fence. It's pretty cool, and they're amazing uh, hotels and houses and it's a small country, very small,
0: but it's oh, just interesting. fascinating. I, I, I think um, Paul's, yeah, Paul's um, letter was in, um, to the Philippines was in Malta. It, it, it was... Um, yeah, well, was it yeah. the... It, it, it the just,
1: letter was to the, Philippines. Yeah,
0: was the Yeah, I think it was his experience in Malta. So I'm just reading about that now. Interesting. Malta,
1: let me see. Look, this is how I describe Malta. Malta yeah. feels like... Uh, Arabia okay africa wow and europe had a love child and threw the child into the sea wow
0: wow interesting amazing (laughs) amazing so maybe 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 we swap azerbaijan for for japan and then we just round up because we're over time um um
1: yeah i can't think of anything i can't think of anything i know i know something i know something interesting about azerbaijan is i think bread is pretty sacred in azerbaijan like i think bread is rarely thrown away the way other foods are um but I think that's the only thing I can think of right now. Oh, but yeah. Japan, let's talk about Japan. I've been to Japan um, twice. Love yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Um
1: so karaoke. Yeah. Karaoke. Yeah. Um, which we say karaoke. Karaoke, yeah. as Japanese people say yeah. originated in Japan and it is really? a huge deal. Yes, karaoke wow. is Japanese.
0: Wow.
1: Um at Nike you... I've
0: never thought of it ever.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the nighttime like if you go to any major japanese city so i've been to okayama to yohashi yeah. um these like at nighttime
0: yeah
1: karaoke is so amazing it's so cool it's huge it's many people it's noisy it's loud it's fun um So karaoke originated in Japan. Also, Japan is the place I think that is most advanced without losing its its roots, right? Mm. So Japan is not our mate when it comes to technology. They're way ahead of us. But you still see people dressed in their, you know, traditional um, kimonos riding Mm. riding a high speed train. Or you might see you might see see kids, you know, you might see kids riding to school on bicycles, but they have to they have to cross these like electric Crosswalks, or you might see a castle, and right beside the castle, there's a vertical grave, because there's no more space, right? So it's traditional, but then it's very contemporary, Um, Mm -hmm. and that's how Japan is. It's very, it's um, it's it's a huge oxymoron everywhere you go. Yeah, and it's just Japan is brilliant. Oh, another thing in Japan, public baths are a big deal in Japan. Very common. Yes. So basically, when you every hotel, every nice hotel, every hotel that makes sense has a public bath. Okay. Um, it's it's kind of like a jacuzzi But everybody's normal for all, everybody To be in the jacuzzi naked at the same time <laughs> <laughs>
0: Interesting
1: So like boys separately, girls separately But it's actually it, It's kind of awkward at first and you can go in your underwear But after some time it's just really cool like it, it, with your, get, go with a group of friends and just go into the, it's like a huge jacuzzi I mean if you can do it in a pool you can do it in a jacuzzi right? Interesting
0: um, <laughs> very very
1: interesting so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh and so. then pretty much every, to- every, toilet in, every toilet in Japan is a bidet I mean uh, the first time I went to Japan was in 2004 yeah. which was 16 years ago now Yeah. and as at then every toilet was a bidet I'm talking public toilets at the truck stop is Whoa. a bidet It's Whoa. fancy. It has hot water, cold water, heated seats, spray, wow. splash, everything. Yeah. Every day.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we can have a a whole episode on Japan, possibly.
1: Yeah. No. no. Yeah.
0: That's very I very say. interesting. Thank you so much for coming on the show Hello, for me. Father. Really really nice talking to you. And I wish you Thank all the you all so best so. with TBP and obviously the the, the YouTube. Um,
1: the channel as well. Thank you so much.
0: much. All the best. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye.